Welcome to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast, where we discuss the process and dive deep into the craft of acting. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. I am Matthew Deering, here with Jason Jackson, John Luke Grubb, and today we've got the Sweeney Boys. We couldn't pick. They were fighting over who could be on the podcast, so we said, why don't we just bring both in? We've got Brian and Joey Sweeney here with us. All right. What's up? Today was a crazy day at the studio, and I got to tell you guys, I'm actually cutting into date night right now. So, uh, so hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble when I get home, but we'll see. I sent a text, and, and I don't know if she got it or not. <laughs> You'll find out, <laughs> I find was out like, after the hey, podcast. Hey, babe, we, uh, <laughs> we're running a little late on our video. We're just about to start the podcast. I'll, I love you. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. Sorry, love you. <laughs> uh, probably all ready to go right now. You mean I'm late door? for our date night all the time? Yeah, like seriously. Every time we have a date, it's just like, oh, I'm busy. Speaking of dates, <laughs> you and I did have a date today. Uh-huh, this morning. Yeah, we went to go see Shazam. Shazam! <laughs> Shazam! Which was a really, really good movie. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And, uh, you know, we were inspired by the last podcast. We talked to Frank, who had who had just gone, and, and our student uh, from, from long ago, Asher Angel, is in the movie, and, and it was really great to see him up on the big screen, too. And uh, and Brian, you're you're like a super fan, right? I'm definitely a super fan for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you? Would you consider yourself an expert on Shazam and all DC and Marvel? Is that, is that who you are? I wouldn't say an expert. Uh, I would say novice and lover of all the comics. And, is that what uh, every expert says? Because yeah. Frank said the same thing, and then Frank dropped some knowledge on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no big deal. I just know everything. I just am thing. the one. The one. That's that's what you say, right? Because you you all love Matrix too. Yeah, all of us. We all are clumped into one category. (laughs) All nerds. We all are just the same. There's nothing different about any of us. The Matrix was a documentary. (laughs) 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 Silence. (laughs) It got weird around here. (laughs) Speaking of getting weird around here, so so John Luke and I went to the movie this morning. Which which is a little weird if you think about it. It was 10 a.m. and we were going to see Shazam, which is which is sort of a kid superhero movie a little bit, you know. J- Brian's shaking his head just like, take no, that back. not just take that back. Well, it, here's the thing. I just <laughs> want to I want to say it, it is family friendly for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, uh, and it was great. Like it's great for adults. I I enjoyed it from beginning to end. But but point being, here's just two grown adult <laughs> men going to the movie theater at 10 a.m. together to go see Shazam. So we walk in the theater and it's empty. There were two other people who actually ended up saying something to us. They're like, hey, we're all by ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, is this place still open? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you having a hard time finding a seat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said that. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, so we're, so we're there and we're watching the movie and we're about uh, 20 minutes in or so and I just feel this presence behind me. And somebody sits right behind me. And I'm thinking to myself, that's weird. <laughs> like, who would, in an empty theater, who chooses the seat right behind the two guys sitting by themselves up in the front, you know? But I turned around, it was Jason. Which Jason was, Jackson. Which was fine. Ah. I was going to start just being kind of like a rude guy back there if you didn't notice me until, <laughs> until you <laughs> Well, did. it was it was cool because Jason uh, had to work this morning, so he, he was trying to get out of it and then... And and he couldn't, so he's like, I won't be able to make it. You guys go ahead. And then he surprised us and showed up and snuck up behind us. I think I kind of showed up right in the climax of the movie too, so I showed up just in time. Well, it was about twenty minutes in, so you missed the exposition, which was which was all really great. But it did the movie did just pick up right 
right when you walked in. So. I had an actual thought. I was like, I wonder if Jason, if it'll make sense to Jason right now because of all the stuff that's already happened. Like, I hope, I hope you can just like, because there's so much that was going on in the movie. I well, like, I also had all the, <laughs> all the, rep- all the stuff that Frank had said last week in my head ah, too. So it was like, go. I was like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Oh, this is what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Big and, and Superman kind of put together a little bit. Yeah, and then after the movie, we made our Acting Made Easy video, episode three. Yeah, so if if you haven't checked that out yet, we've got our Acting Made Easy videos. So they're they're actor tips, I guess, so to speak, and um, they're up on our website. You can find them there, and also they're on our YouTube page. Yeah, the YouTube is looking so cool right now. So um, I was able to go in and redesign it, and then I was going through videos. I went through so many videos, and they go back like nine, ten years. And we saw one of the old Valleywoods, and Asher was in it, and we saw some clips of him. It was pretty crazy. What year see. was that? Th- well, 2013, 2013, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was really, it was really cool to watch him, yeah, like <laughs> so on our cool. camera six years ago. Yeah. And he was he was pretty good, I it thought. It looked good to me. It looked very oh, good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he uh he was the love interest. Yeah, of it was course. so funny. Along with Hannah Kennedy mm-hmm. back in the day. We love <laughs> Hannah <laughs> yeah. Kennedy. So, all right. So, Brian and Joey, the 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 superhero um, duo that you are, dr- drop a little knowledge on Shazam here for us, so that so we can we can be caught up. So we we saw the movie, but maybe what do we not know about the movie? Some some behind the behind the scenes stuff. Go ahead. Well, I mean, to start off. Um, Joey just grabs the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I should, I, in case people aren't watching, we should say that, that Brian and Joey are sharing a mic, so Joey just grabs it. He's like, I have to speak here. <laughs> well, I would just say that it's pretty cool that Asher Angel was the lead in the film that ultimately revived the DC movie <laughs> because <laughs> yo so is like, this a whole new character to the whole new series and then like maybe this might start a whole spin off with the five other characters is that kind of stuff you guys would talk about well i mean the way that comic book works is you sort of follow each character and they choose like which ones to follow in what timeline so like marvel did that with the avengers and now that's sort of coming to an end and now DC really stepped up their game. Like, that became one of my favorite superhero movies. So that's really cool. Okay, so speaking of Marvel for a second, Brian was telling me in the lobby something you guys probably don't know. I didn't know about this. So um, <laughs> there's this whole backstory with, with Shazam and, and where things started back in the Marvel days or something. Mm-hmm. Drop the knowledge, Brian. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually, Captain Marvel was actually Shazam's original name. So that's actually what Shazam's actually called. And Shazam what? was just what the character said. The character would say Shazam to turn in and out of his powers. <laughs> Are you right? kidding No, no, way back when. So even before DC bought it, that was the case. I hope he's reading like the right. <laughs> I'm not even looking down at it. but <laughs> No, no, I mean, I mean like I hope you found the right blog and this is all true. Oh, no. Like it is. Is he saying he is Captain Marvel? Is that did I hear that right? The original, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and this was back when. So oh, when, when was the yeah. when was the Captain Marvel written? I don't remember have the dates, but it was okay. like w- before the fifties, like way okay. back when, and it was before DC even took over that franchise, that part. Okay, so, so then did, did then DC bought this Captain Marvel character? Or Essentially, bought, bought the yeah. Comics? So there was like so. 
So the original comic people who were doing it stopped because um, there was like certain copyright things that DC was saying that they were trying that uh, Shazam was too similar to Superman and that they were trying to do it. So originally they were just like, hey, we're done with the Shazam thing. And then DC absorbed it. No, Captain Marvel thing. The Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah. And then DC absorbed it oh, and I then turned the name to Shazam because, because Marvel, came, Marvel along. came along and had the, yes. So, so, so in the, I mean, you may not know this, but is Marvel, did Marvel come after DC or did, or did, as far as the character itself? No, no, like the companies. Uh, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't know okay. the origins. Do we have a Google power? Well, cause I'm that, sure that cause that'd be interesting to think about, right? So if, if Marvel already existed <laughs> and then DC buys Captain Marvel, right? But now Marvel's come back and they introduce this other character, right. Captain Marvel, which is a totally different character, a female. Yeah, and the crazy thing, because this there is that like little competition between the two in that sense that little? they it's both a tiny it's huge, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> and they both came out like right after each other, literally within the the fact that both those movies dropped within a month of each other is insanity. That like is. so crazy. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm. I'm just. I could keep going. So, so 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 we'll probably have to Google deeper to find out all the hidden meanings. It's like here. one of yeah. those bands where they break up, but they're so bitter. Each band member makes really great music because he's trying to outdo the other one. <laughs> yeah. It's always in competition. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like their enemy. I don't know if enemy is the right word, but their competition is their best motivator. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Joey's had a, a long day today too. You set up a great podcast here, Joey. Appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you, Joey. And he was running around chasing us as the boom man on our on our video. So <laughs> we're, we're like we're just a full fledged production going on here. We're JL. we're making it happen. Yeah, thanks to this awesome team. It's unbelievable. I feel so grateful to be sitting at this table with with you all. Why was John Luke wearing sunglasses in here when I came in? <laughs> That's <laughs> you'll have to watch episode three to watch find the that episode. out. I was confused. You by also that. have to find out later w- why Shay had water poured all over her head <laughs> 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 and why my dog Champ was here. There's 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 just so many things, there's so many questions that will make drive you over to acting made easy. I want to know now, really, really bad. I thought <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were doing something or if they were just messing with me. No, no, we, yeah, I, we were actually filming when you walked in. I know, in. and I didn't realize that. I thought they were pranking me or something. So I, <laughs> I was so worried actually that you were gonna walk in the shop because I was rolling, and you started to walk over to Matt, and then you just sort of clenched your jaw and walked the other <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, like they're doing something. I, I should just turn around. <laughs> <laughs> well, the That's door wasn't funny. shut or anything, so I didn't really. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. should have been more obvious. All right, so back to Shazam. What what were some? Uh, let, let's let's talk about some highlights and some favorite parts, and we can maybe break down some of the uh, some of the acting a little bit. Anybody? I know my favorite part. Okay, hit say me. it. When he hear it. Catches the bus and he goes to set it down. <laughs> oh, and the dog. Oh, the dog's the dog there. Oh like God. I have my dog and me have that all the time. And I got to tell you that that actor, his name is Zachary Levi. He plays the the grown up Shazam character. Mm-hmm. He was funny, like he, really, really, funny. really. Funny. I agree. And just solid from beginning to end. And the second he popped up, I mean, it was just you believed it. And I could tell that him and Asher must have spent a lot of time together because mm-hmm. in the whole exposition part. Yeah, I don't know. You could you could tell what the directors were doing with Asher, as as in he had to um, he had to amplify his personality a bit. Oh, so that it came out in the and, other character. Yeah, and he had to, he had to kind of bring up a little bit of the silliness, even in like the 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 more serious situations early, so that it justified the grown up Shazam being that sort of big personality that he was. And then I think you really got to see some of Asher's, I'd say, acting chops a little later. 
when when things got really serious for him later in the movie. Yeah, they uh, both characters like their energies are very similar, so they must have like kind of studied each other. It was really cool, and like yeah, it was awesome. Asher was great, and then what's the other guy, Mr. Levi? With this uh, oh, Zachary Levi. Yeah, so Zachary was great too. Just like their chemistry together, and then also with the other the other character, his uh, his foster brother. Yeah, his name is Freddy. Jack Dylan Grazier. Oh my gosh, like just that dynamic between all those characters, just so cool to watch. It was really nice. Yeah, they crushed it. Yeah, very very cool. There was a lot of comedy in this. I I, I laughed out loud at least five or six <laughs> times. There yeah. was yeah, like I didn't realize how much superhero movies are comedy. I mean. If you take away the fact that there's a superhero movie, you just say it's a comedy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and you can, you think about it this way. I mean, this was, I mean, they, they hit such a perfect formula. I mean, this was a, I think I saw like $98 million budget, something like that to make this movie. And it's, it's sort of mind blowing, but you know, they know what they're doing. You know, they're going to make that money back and then, and then sometimes a bunch. Right. And so, um, I don't know to sit in the theater and realize that we were. You Did know, you we, guys say two hundred million dollars yeah. or something no, like that? No, ninety-nine million. I thought no, that's, that was the budget, budget and they the... made about two hundred so far. Oh, so they yeah, doubled. they way yeah. went over. In yeah, one it's week? awesome. Is that one week? I uh, think almost two now. Two weeks. Yeah, uh, wow. I, I, going back on that emotional thing, man. I gotta tell you, I was so emotional during that whole thing. Just ha- having known Asher and like coaching him through it when he was here, like it was. It was so cool for me to just see that because I remember and this this idea of this character Shazam is one of my favorites because of his his thing. His powers were just absorbed by saying a name. Yeah. Like that was it. It wasn't like some random circumstance. So you think about it like anybody could be that, you know, as long as they were pure of heart. And the cool thing about I remember with Asher is he was such a sweet, just yeah. loving kid. I just got like, chills when you said that because he <laughs> he really is. He's yeah. a he's a pure of heart kid. I, I, I'm I'm grateful to know him and know his family. I mean they they were really good people and the the type of person you hope sees this kind of success. Absolutely, because you know he's going to do something great with it. His uh his mother Coco was in here not that long ago. We were we were doing or Brian specifically was doing lessons with um Asher's brother and sister. Yeah, um, so fun. London and Avi, mm-hmm. and th- and th- it's funny because they're characters too, and and very sweet. But specifically, um, uh, his brother Avi is um he's ju- like he looks just like Asher, but he's got an edge. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Uh, yeah, like like you'd see him on the on the waterfront or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, just just like a totally. I mean, I and I and I'm doing like my normal dorky stuff I do with kids like, that make him laugh, you know. And he just give me like a smile, like like he was so much cooler than me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but just like so cool. I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do? Well, go go learn from Brian, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, he brought all the talent. He was an amazing kid, really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were auditioning for some things. So I mean, I'm sure the whole family's going to continue to take off. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, really, it was an emotional thing. And then to realize that the world we live in—it's such a small world, you know. I mean, yeah. here we are now, one away from one. One of our students is actually in the hottest movie in the world, probably right now. And uh, and you know, we had a hand in. You know, we're not taking credit, but we, you know, we had a hand in in that. You know, we ha- we helped you know nourish his passion when he was here in Arizona, and and that's I mean that's a really cool feeling. Yeah. 
That's so. probably the beginning of a whole huge future for that young man, right? I mean, like oh, outrageous, right? Oh yeah, and and you know he, he's already seen massive success. Absolutely, I mean, he's, yeah. he's on a D, uh, Disney show that's I think ending soon, um, probably because he he's taken off. I mean, that, that's probably <laughs> yeah, part probably. of it. Uh, the Andy Mack show, he's he's had a lead on that for for a long time, and he had some other some other successes too. But this is a this is a giant giant leap. I mean. I mean, he is—he's Bruce Wayne to Batman, you know. I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's like, yeah, where the Transformer kid was the Transformers. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. He also uh, just dipped his foot in the music game. He dropped a single with Wiz Khalifa, which was pretty cool. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I didn't even know he sang. I—I I think I remember him taking singing lessons back in the day. But oh, cool. Um, but yeah, you know, and and I guess that that can wrap us all the way back to just our philosophy for everybody, which is the idea of mastery and, and continuing to grind and pound the pavement, right? So so for, for this movie to have just come out, Shazam, th- that means he was working on it a long time ago, and he landed it a long time before that, right? Mm-hmm. And then would have would have been working on that role and then would have, would have filmed it and, and gotten coaching for it and whatnot, and then what is he doing? He's already pushing himself to, you know, to get better in singing and to, and to put out his first single and, and smart, was able to do so at the exact time that his movie comes out. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just just a, a testament for for what it means to work hard. And and of course, you, hey, I I'm the lead in the the hottest movie around. I could relax. I have every excuse to relax. Yet I push myself because I choose to. Right, and he's also a great example of just never giving up. You know, that whole family, like his mom, Coco, was always so supportive of his stuff. And I just, I remember filming audition videos in here with him. And yeah. it's like, that's part of the track, man, for all of us. Like, you're doing audition video after audition video after audition video and working. And, and then it just, the right thing comes when it's time, as long as you're doing the work. Yeah. So. And, and for us, you know, we're, we're, so obviously we're proud of Asher and, and we're, we're excited for him. And we talked about what a great, great kid he is. And. But but at the same time, we're just as proud of our other students yeah. who have seen major successes in their own personal lives and and who have overcome major confidence issues and whatnot. So it, it's just funny because everybody has this path in life and, and they don't know where it's going to go. And uh, and 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 our our vision, our goal is just to help along that that path to get people focused on mastery in their lives. Period. And then from there, just know that good things are gonna come. I love uh I love going on social media and then being surprised at like you know the students on set that day and then they yeah. come into class and I'm like yeah that's just so cool you know just to know that they're they're doing that work the work is so important and that grind is so important versus like waiting I got I got to land that huge role because it's like you just don't it's just like it comes you know you can tell by like by the path you know th- from the experience that the studio has had with Asher and then and then to where he is now like. Obviously, you were part of that, and it's not like it just happened overnight. You right. know, overnight success is kind of like this thing that doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always happening in the background, and then boom! All of a sudden, everybody knows your name. And if it does happen, <clears throat> it's it's sometimes the worst thing that could happen for a person. It, most of the time, it is. It's like winning the lottery. Absolutely. Most people who win the lottery end up more broke than before <laughs> they won, because they don't know how to. They don't know they they didn't change. Yeah. Right. And so ideally the person changes before the opportunity comes. That's, that's the goal. Um, JL, would you mind speaking really quickly on, you, you were mentioning something to me that I think would be a, a fun topic here. The, um, the idea of that wrestling match in your own mind. 
Yeah. You I'm, had you had that you had the uh, the the um, every every excuse this morning. Oh yeah, let's let's talk about it. So um, this this week I've been waking up at four a.m. every day, and I'm on a, a challenge right now with one of our students, Miguel. And uh, you know, I I have a workout session every Friday with my um, trainer, and he texted me at five a.m. and he's like, "Hey man, I won't be able to uh, make it today for the first time ever." He's the first time he's ever canceled. I was like, "Oh okay," and you know, it was early in the morning, and I was I was tired, and I was like, "Okay." You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, just won't go. And I was I caught myself right then and there. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I, I had to literally reprimand myself. So I was like, "No, no, no, you're going." And I went right then. I went earlier than my original session would have been. Um, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm going. I'm gonna make this happen." And then I get to the gym, and I'm like, "The weight's feeling a little heavy today. <laughs> <laughs> it really is." But you know what I did? I was like, you know. Um, Tell me, tell me you added more weight. Just, just do, just do eight reps. I was like, no, I'm going to do 10. And then I got up and then I was like, I added more weight on. Because I I told myself, I was like, oh, this is fine. I'll just, I'll just take it easy today. And, uh, and then, you know, I'll still get my workout in. So like I'm working out, but I'm like, now I'm trying to take it easy on my (laughs) workout. Like, nope, nope, nope. So I went on, I put some more plates on and I, and I, and I did another set and then another. And then I kept going and then kept going and kept going. And I was really proud that I did because like. My brain is always saying, hey, take it easy, take it easy. You deserve it. You work hard. And you know what? I could be like, yeah, you know, like, sure. (laughs) Sure, yeah, I can do that. And, and, you know, I'll I'll work out again. But but then that's just one time that I lose out on. And so then I don't take it seriously. And then, like, Matt, what you say is, like, you got to take it as serious as, like, buying a plane ticket because you wouldn't miss the plane ticket. Like, if we could just all live our lives like that, that'd be really cool. And it was funny. Um, this kind of, I was able to use that today for another student who, um, talked about like how to stay motivated, I believe if I remember correctly. And, uh, I was like, you got to take it. Like you, you bought a plane ticket, like you wouldn't miss the plane. Yeah. So like you, you can't miss your workout. And, and, and so, so I'll, I'll just talk on that really quick. So why wouldn't you miss the, the, the plane ride? Right. So, so if, if, if my plane takes off at six thirty in the morning, yes, it's going to be easy for me to get up at four Yeah, because I know I'm going to lose money. I'm gonna lose, just say, 500 bucks, and the plane's not gonna wait for me. It's basically fear. <laughs> it's fear. That's it's yeah. exactly what it is. It's fear. And so, I and and what am I afraid of? Right? I'm afraid of something good. I'm afraid of missing out on something good. And therefore, it's easy for me to train myself. That what do you do the night before? You're gonna leave for a trip. You pack. You set everything up. You make sure everything's perfect. You have two, three alarms. Like you are in there. Yeah. And you know you're gonna wake up. The problem is we have to talk ourselves into that, as you said, every single day. And how do you discipline yourself to do that? You have to fight up here and think to yourself, I'm, I'm afraid of missing out on the good. Just like I'm afraid of missing the trip, I'm afraid of missing out on the good things that are going to come in my life if, if I don't commit to the thing that I promised myself I'm going to do. Yeah, it's, it's never, there's like, I think the, the thing that, we forget is that we think there's an answer like a 100% answer that's going to solve everything but that's not really the case it's kind of like the the mindset is what matters and how you how you train yourself and essentially just how you react to the world like I could react to my sleepiness by Mm -hmm. giving myself a break or I could actively do something else that will take the place of my tiredness which is work out or be more active or make a song or read or something versus just 
giving myself some slack. And then when I do that, that translates to the rest of the day. And if I can, you know, it can be eight o'clock and I've accomplished all that I've done in like a regular four hours, I still have an extra four hours. It's unbelievable. It's like, cool. <laughs> I, I, I heard something recently that I really, really loved. It, it, it went like this. The, the difference between people who are, who are massively successful and people who are not. And the people who are not, they make decisions about doing things. Then they'll say, I'll do it when I feel like doing it. When it's convenient. And, it's the, people, and the people who are massively successful say, I'm going to do it. And then it's and then it will make me feel good when I'm done, and that's and that's really the difference, right? So it felt good after you left the gym, not mm-hmm. during, mm-hmm. not before, <laughs> and so you make yeah. the choice. You have to fight this thing, and our minds are always gonna try to take us to the path of least resistance. That's that's the way we've been biologically created, right? So we like we want to hide from things that are that would hurt us, right? And so we have to continually be talking to ourselves and winning that battle. Yeah, I had another example of that. I mean, we talked about it recently when I was making the excuses and we had a baby, right? It was a great thing, but I started making excuses and held myself accountable. Just just yesterday, the uh, uh, my my editor emailed me back with the um, the for her first revision of my my book, and it. I mean, she marked up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm not surprised. You know, That's this good. is my first book. I'm I'm really not surprised by it. No, but honestly, was it more than you? Thought it was going to be oh way more yeah okay. <laughs> and well and and we've it, it's exciting because I have a whole new vision for the book now and and it's so much more specific and she knows what she's doing she's worked with some amazing amazing authors and so I'm I'm I feel just grateful and honored to be to be working with her right but I had to fight my mind because when I got it I looked at it and then she had this long list and I read her whole thing and. And good for her because at the end she said, my first suggestion is that you just reread this email three or four times and let it soak in because I know it's a lot. And then, uh, and, and then there's the deadline that we had already pre-established, which was that my version after hers was going to be, I think it's May 2nd, right? And I looked at that and I, my jaw just dropped because I'm like, this is an enti- almost an entire rewrite of this book. In two weeks. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden I started, like all my thoughts kept going, like you can't do this and it's not enough and you should move the date and, you know, and, you know, and, and take off other things. And, and, you know, I, I'm obviously going to have to make some adjustments here, but truth be told, all I have to do is push myself as hard as I can to try to meet the deadline. And if I don't meet it, that, you know, fine. And I'll, and I'll push further, but, but rather than pushing it back now because of fear, I need to tell myself how exciting is this? Somebody read your book and is giving you these, you know, these ad- adjustments to help you, you know, jump on that. I mean, that's crazy cool. I almost need deadlines just for accountability and motivation. Yeah. Like in, yeah, I just need the dead. If I had the deadline, if I don't put a deadline, I go into that when I feel like it mode, right. which becomes, I never feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then the other thing is, is uh, it's that first step that's the hardest because, like, all on a project, it really is on a construction project, and probably those other projects. The first half is, you know, just one foot in front of the other. It's like climbing a mountain. You know, now you can see something, and now right. now it's got to well, be and, and you got to remind yourself what got you there, right? So, so let's take Asher. I'm sure he knows what got him there is really hard work and grit, right? So as soon as the movie ended or wrapped, he's probably on to his next thing. He's already working and 
adjusting his habits to make sure that he's pushing himself even further so he can continue to grow and this isn't the end point you know and that's the fear you were talking about it, or you were talking about it's it's a great thing to understand fear and use fear to your advantage so you say okay w what got me here well it was uh, x amount of hours working on my diction and working on my you know reading of, of acting and scripts and understanding things and coaching and and so you say that's what got me here well then I'm afraid of not doing that thing because if I because I associate not doing it doing that thing with not getting the next gig. And that's how you use fear to your advantage and it becomes a really really good thing in your life. I try to keep awake of good things going with construction stuff as in the day before when I wake up and I walk in my house or something something's different than the day before. It kind yeah. of motivates me to get started again. In this acting world, it's not tangible. So sometimes it's hard to see that growth, right? So that it does it doesn't feel like anything. But you know what? To, and I'm to, not saying it's not, but you, it, that no, feeling but, is. But there. you're right. But let's let's talk about a different part of the construction world, maybe, because there's the Will Smith story where he he talks about his his father made him rebuild a brick wall when he was a kid, and it took him and his brother two years, and so he talks about when when he first started, he he actually thought to himself, "This can't get done." This is an impossibility. It's, it's a huge, huge wall. Oh, I see. He's just a kid. And the point was just to lay one brick perfectly every day. And over time, you build a wall, right? And how many times have I driven by a construction site and you see a building? And to me, it looks the same for like three months, you know, because they, mm. they're doing a bunch of things on the inside that I can't see from the outside. And then all of a sudden, the very end, it's like, oh, wow, that building went up overnight. Well, no, it didn't. You know, it, it took every day doing the little things to make that thing a reality, right? And, uh, and, and, and that's the story is like grinding on the underneath, grinding on the root of the tree and understanding that it's going to grow. You just don't know when and that's okay. And, yeah, you can't see it. But, but really, it, it, it's not just acting. I mean, this is everything. You know, I mean, I was I was originally going to be a doctor. You 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 train to be a doctor. You don't get to you don't get to be a doctor until you've already been training for like if someone 12 says, years. Oh, thank God, there's yeah. a doctor on this. Is there a doctor on this plane? And nobody raises their hand. You go, well, I'm kind of a doctor. <laughs> no, no, no. I was in pre med. <laughs> no, no, I was in pre med, and it, like totally not. But but the, but the point being, I, I have a lot of respect for doctors because mm -hmm. I you know my dad is one, and I and I, I coach a few doctors, and I just understand what they go through. It's 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 a tremendous amount of sacrifice to become someone that's going to just serve other people their entire lives. There's such a responsibility too because the decisions are permanent. Absolutely, and and you just think about this, right? <laughs> yeah. The doctors have to Huge. renew every every, every time oh, every man. year. They they have to renew their license. They have to keep reading. My dad had just stacks and piles of. Things. I remember he was reading every night. <laughs> To stay on the top of his game as a doctor because because he felt people's lives were in his hands. I right? do like the fact that somebody's out there doing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you don't wanna you don't wanna get yeah. operated on by the doctor who's not doing that thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so so that's that's the idea is is if we just consider acting to be a profession like anything else and dedicate ourselves all the way into this thing that it's a guarantee you'll be successful to whatever degree that that means to you. But the gifts are gonna come, and you know, hey, are you gonna be on the next you know DC major thing? Maybe, maybe. Not like it hasn't happened before. But there's no guarantee. It's just a matter of I I will guarantee you that you will be a better person. I I thought of this example this morning, and maybe we could even end on this. The the idea of um, what would you rather have? Okay, would you rather have a 
$5,000 commercial, you landed the $5,000 commercial, or would you rather have all the skills inside of you to be the actor who lands $5,000 commercials? Even if you said 50 grand, I might argue with you because I know how fast five grand goes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Or 10 grand or however yeah. much money. Cause, and that's the same thing with the lottery, right? So if I have the skills to be the one who lands those jobs, I know I can land a bunch of those jobs easy, mm -hmm. right? So I'd rather not have the money. I'd rather have the skills. And that's the whole point is you're, if you better yourself, you're raising your own value. And most people get paid what they're worth. So you have to increase your value. It's like an investment in yourself for everything you do yeah mm -hmm. so like if you can look at it that way too it's like if you invest in yourself you essentially are making yourself more valuable in one way or the other versus like oh i, I accomplished this thing now i'm done it's like okay then you're never gonna get past that right and if you're okay with that fine a lot of people are <laughs> i'm I, not <laughs> there's a lot of folks in my world that don't understand that this this is work yeah they like all right maybe not even just my word i think there's a lot of the general public have no i didn't they don't have any understanding of how much work it was. I thought yeah. it might be some work. I, I think no it's idea. because it's it's uh it's um I don't want to say when it's done right, it looks easy. Yeah, you know, it's and it's just like any other craft. You you have to put work in it, but people think that, you know acting is just like getting up and just being extroverted. <laughs> it's really right. not, and it looks fun, and yeah, it looks easy when it's done well mm -hmm. for sure. But, I mean, it's the same thing, too. Like, if, if people really wrap their mind around it, they realize they couldn't do it. it it's kind of like when I watch you use the table saw. And, oh. and he cuts a perfect <laughs> piece of wood. Act. No, you cut a perfect piece of wood. And, I mean, it, it, here's the thing. Jason has a lot of acting talents, and he runs this podcast with us. But he is he's extraordinary mm -hmm. with his hands. And and there's a reason he's he's been, uh, you know, successful as a, as a businessman as well outside of the studio. And when you watch him work, it's just like fascinating. And I tried to just cut one piece of wood <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna let you do it. And then he, this is crazy. My, my son comes out and just says hi to Jason. Literally like four minutes later, maybe less, Jason's like, he made him a sword out of wood. Just, just like, <laughs> what? And, and it was like Jack's favorite thing he has, like <laughs> over all of his gifts. He made him a sword right there. And Jack's just like mind blown. Jack had some creative uh, suggestions too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So thank you for that. I want a sword. I know, right? I, and the Brazi did too. So <laughs> I know. Jason, I was, Jason had to go back to the drawing. I was board. debating if I had to make it exactly the same size. <laughs> I expect a sword here on the next podcast. Ta -cha, ta -cha. I, th I think if you could put the Deering logo on it, that would be cool too. <laughs> I happen to be right in the middle of making cabinets, so I'm I'm set up for sword making, guys. Boom, boom. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Sweeney boys. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you for having Thank us. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for and uh, actually, before we wrap, I, I'm just going to mention on the, uh, I believe the next podcast, we're going to have Matt Engelhart here from Ford Robert Black. Yes. So that's going to be very exciting to get awesome. his insights on the local industry here. And Matt's a fascinating, fascinating man. He he has a, a writing partner out in LA and he does a lot of really, really, really cool stuff. So I'm excited to talk to him and, and get his insights for, for our audience. So that's it. All right, everybody. Have a great, uh, great rest of your day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. This episode is produced by Jason Jackson, John Luke Grubb, and Matthew Deering. To enroll in classes, visit DeeringStudio.com. This is the Deering Acting Studio reminding you that to act is to do and to act with passion.